right. So we are back. So welcome everybody to another episode of the Fulfilling Destiny podcast or FD podcast for short. I am your host, Janet Marini Packlev. I mean, you should know my name by now. This is like 10 episodes in by the time this episode comes out. Uh, so we are here with, uh, I would say a guest favorite because you're my, one of my favorites right now. We're back with Elise Gary. And uh, our new MVP for today, we are with Paolo Batista. I hope I'm saying that right, right? Oh, yeah, you're good. And uh, we will be talking about the topic of transgender and all the nuances that we're able to fit in about an hour or so. So since we know a lot about Elise already, I'm going to pass this off to you, Paolo. Introduce yourself to our audience and... uh, Give us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, it's nice to meet you guys for once. Thanks for inviting me to the show. Um, mm-hmm. I am a, a 36-year-old transgender male, so female to male. Uh, post-transition now, 10 years going on 11, so technically a, a trampa in the community. <laughs> uh, I love true the story. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true. Um, uh, so it's it's kind of uh, you know I, it's nice to be in that part of the community to support the newer generation and be there for them. Um, I'm still going through my journey myself. It's never really over. Um, <clears throat> as far as you know, I'm living here right now in San Diego, California, beautiful San Diego, and uh, working here. Unfortunately, I'm still in my uniform, but working at Target right now as property management, and uh, just loving what I do. Um, you know, I got a, right now I'm also on the journey of trying to enlist in the military with a transgender band happening. So that's uh, one huge hurdle we're, we're going to beat this year uh, for 2021, definitely. Um, otherwise, I'm here to share my story with you guys, my, my journey of the last 10 years, if not prior to that too. So, <laughs> you know, actually, because you brought up the uh, military enlistment, the person I was having this conversation with last week, his name is Frankie, he came from a military family, you know, father, his father, blah, 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 blah. They were all part of the U.S. Navy. And then because of his identity, at the time it was a ban, like he wouldn't be able to, and he did the ROTC and everything else. But then now I guess with the ban being lifted, I would think that he would probably consider joining again. Um, is that supposed to be slated for next year, or is that? Um, I, I actually don't know entirely for sure if the band has. No, no, definitely. Um, I'm on top of it. Like I've been trying uh, for the last guide six months, if not prior to that. But you know, when Trump and the tweets happened, I kind of backed down right, for the right. last four years. Yeah, so it kind of went to backdraft. But um, I've been trying again for the last six months just because I, I'm winding down with my age limit and I just didn't really care anymore. Um, right. And uh, the grateful thing was the election being around the corner. Um, you know, it took me a while. A lot of recruiters have been really kind of negative in this stance, um, mm-hmm. not really helpful. Uh, but then again, you know, the DOD. Uh, instruction manual that everybody's receiving isn't very clear either to the the stance of what should be done or what is needed and how to get through. Um, Technically it doesn't ban transgender people but it Mm -hmm. doesn't clarify how to get complete results in order to get through. 
Right. So it's, it's in the oddball, um, in this hard middle situation. <clears throat> and then again, you know, recruiters, I hate to say it, a lot of them don't get so many recruits, especially now with job loss mm -hmm. uh, and COVID hitting, they're just getting overwhelmed with people just trying to get in to get a job. Um, that it's, you know, it's hard. To, how do I put it? I'm not saying they're bad recruiters, but they're trying to take and get the easy ones in. Um, the easiest so one to process paperwork, you mean? Yeah, it, okay. you know, it, it's a job. Recruiting is a job no matter how you want to look at it. Mm -hmm. And uh, and again, you know, they don't get the answers they need. So uh, the process for a transgender enlistee is a very long process because nobody wants to answer the questions clearly, especially with the tweets and the ban being what they are right now. But right, right. Um, again, the election happened and being so close, you know, Biden swore up and down that he uh, is going to reverse it. So uh, going through a lot of the articles, he's already said that it's going to be one of his top five executive orders within the first hundred days, if not sooner, mm -hmm. um, to get that reversed. And uh, the great thing is the policy already exists. There's nothing to change. Uh, the, like I said, the DOD isn't banning transgender. Uh, the you know instruction manual is not banning transgenders. It's just the tweet has put a block. Um, so right. with the policy already existent, it should take less than 30 days for once the executive order to hits for us to be, to go right through. Um, mm -hmm. the, the only difference that's, that's making it technical right now is with Trump, he made it being transgender or somebody diagnosed with gender dysphoria, a medical condition. So with the military, that requires a waiver. You're mm -hmm. automatically disqualified unless you can get a medical waiver to prove that there's nothing to prevent you from being, you know, able mm -hmm. to do your job. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what's getting stopped most of the time is those waivers just don't make it through um, or they're not getting looked at or ignored. So you have to redo the waiver a year later because they expire. <laughs> so right. uh, with, yeah, with Biden's reversal, that waiver is not going to be needed or necessary. It's not going to be considered a medical condition. And the only thing you're going to need is to be able to uh, meet the requirements that there are. That there are. Um, you know, I mean, it's post-surgery. Your hormones have been stable for 18 months. Uh, psychological stable for 18 months. And your gender. Um, basically, you know, that you're not going in to transition or, or get your transition covered. And that you're you're stable with everything else in your life. And mm -hmm. I can understand that. Um, you know, that doesn't rule the people who are already grandfathered in. Uh, that'll be a whole different policy to work around. But as far as new enlistees, that's, uh, I, just, that's I can't wait. I mean, that's the point. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be, I'm not a medical condition. By far, if, I'm, if anything, I'm uh, one of the healthiest people that could go in and make it through. Uh, I was amazed because an actual cisgendered male 39 years old, went through just fine with flying colors. So mm -hmm. he's, his 40th birthday was while he was in boot camp. And they said he had the best numbers a lot of people have ever seen. And I said, okay, well, at 36, I should have no issue fun. either. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you, you spent 10 years now in your, well, can I say current, your current status right now, current gender, right? I could say that. Yeah. Is that uh, right? My, my gender identity. Your gender yeah, identity. My preferred, my, my preferred gender identity, yes. Your preferred gender identity. So it's been that long so you already look like you're in peak condition to pass the i get like the requirements like do like the, the 10 yeah. yeah yeah 
Yeah, so that's that's good too. So, so the only difference, I think they are a little lenient due to my age. There's different running times or you right. know necessary uh, yeah. needs, but mm-hmm. even then, when I go in, I want to be able to be at the front and be able to help the recruits in the back. Mm-hmm. So I I already see myself being even in the enlisting as a grandfather as I am to the as a grandfather to these you know trans youth the trans youth that exist mm-hmm. I feel the same thing you're gonna have 18 and 20 year olds in here not knowing you know anything and I have life experience that they yet to even know about so mm-hmm. for them to you know be in there I want to be one of those people and be like yeah how can I help you let me be at the front you're lagging let me be able to have enough energy to go back there and help bring you up to the front so that's that's just part of the leadership I want to be able to prove and bring to the table. Um, and, you know, anything's possible. So I want to be ahead of the game. I don't want them to have any reason to be like, well, you know, you're disqualified. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have high goals. It's, it's been a dream, God, since I was in high school. I did four years of ROTC in high school. And you have a preference? Uh, well, at the time it was Army. On now being here in San Diego, uh, and uh, I have a partner of eight years who's been in the Navy now for 18 years. Um, with his background and experience with the military, uh, I kind of I want to go on the same rate that he exists. It you know, mm-hmm. uh, it one, and uh, just to be able to have like, going in Navy now with his experience and knowledge would just help me and where I want to go. So. Army was great when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's okay. But, uh, yeah, my joints are not 19 years old, so I have to be a little weary about doing, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> style hunt marches. That's not me, but I do, uh, I do see myself being able to put talent elsewhere with the, another branch. So with another branch, yeah, yeah, Air yeah, Force a, or Navy. Yeah, it's a big uh, Navy versus Air Force battle in my family so it's kind of like uh so are we not going to talk about other branches like you know <laughs> my, my, my dad's uh my dad's retired now um, after 21 years of service and I know um at least your parents or at least one of them also was in the military as well so we're a very big military-ish family that we got going here so horror. yeah <laughs> and then um to your to your partner um Later on, when you yeah. see him at home, thank him for his service uh, from us to, uh, to him, because uh, that would be great to let him know that we still support our servicemen around the world, wherever um, they're stationed, and if they're you know at home chilling, just spending some time um, for the holidays. So that's great. Yeah, he he loves it. He he doesn't want to get out, but he knows retirement's <laughs> around the corner. Unfortunately, uh, like most of them. <laughs> But, well, uh, I've been in service for 30 years. I completely understand. 30 um, years is I'm a like, long time. 30 years, yes. And he, so he enlisted, he was like 18 or 19 into the Navy and then just stayed. I'm like, don't you want to leave? He's like, no, I, I love going. I, <laughs> I love leave to go to and die and, by my service. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it's so <laughs> funny because like, like when you look at, um, I guess when you look at like the charts of like how long people stayed, like even on like the military like website, they'll put in there like, hey, you should retire now. Like you would be perfect to be like on a government website if you've like been in there for like 25, 30 years. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you're getting a little old. It's time to leave. <laughs> Here's a nice severance package for you. Just please, 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 please retire. Please, please. 100% disability. Yes. You got it. 
Please leave. Say less. Say less. Give me a hundred percent disability. All right, I'm out of you. <laughs> but for those yeah. who still continue to serve despite the nice encouragement by you know the up and the down, like you know, if if it's what you love doing, go for it. Just don't you know hurt yourself over it. Because the last thing yeah, I do no. is leave the military with too much injuries or you know, heaven forbid something else or something worse, right? But. Uh, no. No, I was going to say, for me, it's, it's a different, uh, I have this life experience, but, uh, and it's part of my transgender journey. Mm -hmm. I feel going in now as the man I'm supposed to be with the, mm -hmm. with the mindset that I have, where I'm not looking back, uh, trying to cover so many aspects that I didn't want to have revealed as my prior gender. Mm -hmm. um, I can go into this uh, journey full force, uh, you know, no with regrets. With full confidence and be able to do my job a thousand times better than I'd be able to do it before transitioning. Just that you got to think, to me, this is a different, it's, it's like a brand new world. It's like I'm going into something I loved before, but mm -hmm. now I love it even more because now I can do it as the person I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Where back then you had so many prior to transition, and I, I could see a lot of transgender uh, prior trying you know transitioning or people who are currently in who can't transition there's so much of their talent that's being blocked and i know it's because they're just that confidence level they can't be who they want to be to let that fear and worry off of their mind mm -hmm. that dysphoria out so they can you know finally be able to bring all this you know when you're blocking and you have so much anguish you block so much out of your life right that could be family friends uh, enjoyment and things that you you love to do mm -hmm. and to be able once once that's gone you can bring in so much more to the table and uh and that that's leadership in general i mean mm -hmm. i can see so much you know if i if i told you the few people they're not even trans um i've told my story now to a few people how i'm enlisting and gay, bisexual, LGBT uh, that have been in, that have gotten out because of the fear um, and what they've been through, uh, just being judged or, you know, discriminated against by different leadership and just other people. When they hear leaders like me wanting to join, they said, we wish we would have had you then because we would have stayed a lot longer. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would have put so much more effort in or the love would have still been there, but instead they grew with the fear that they got and they got right. out, they got out and they're like, we need more leaders like you. And then the, the tears that they would see that they're so excited to see people like me being able to join, to bring that diversity to the table, to know that I'm not going to be judged by some leaders. There's going to be people in there that are going to be able to support me as a troop uh, for being who I want to be. And that right there just motivated me way more than I can, I can say. So yeah, I'm itching. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I'm glad that you're excited because like you said, that's a lot of it is because of the new policy changes from our administration. But I also wanted to, like you said, you had 10 years of experience. So I want to start back in the very beginning, yeah. if you'll yeah. let me. So for like, like how I referenced my friend uh, Frankie, I asked him what was that moment for him, if there was a moment, right? If when things felt different, where you, if you had like gender dysphoria and stuff like that, um, for him, he was explained that he was always this way. So there wasn't like, he didn't grow up 15 years <clears throat> in his uh, birth gender and then wanting to 
change it completely 180 in the next like five or 10 years. Um, was that moment similar to you where you're always feeling different in this way? Or did it take some time before you were able to truly become your true authentic self within those so, 10 years? Yeah, well, my, my epiphany came when I was 18. Um, mm -hmm. I went to a, a, my first gay youth conference <laughs> in uh, Washington. Amazingly, I, uh, I grew up in a very small town of Florida where mm -hmm. being gay wasn't, you know, you were kind of hidden about it. So right. I didn't really know a lot of places to go. In fact, I think my gay cousin was the only outlet I had at the time. Um, and they would sneak me into the, to the LGBT or the lesbian bar, even though I wasn't 21. But just to be around, yeah, those were the days, right? Right. Um, uh, just to be around people that I, you know, wasn't, you know, I could co-inherse with. Just be like, oh, you're like me. Cool. I can see that I'm going to be okay. Right. Um, but going to this this conference, I met my first trans person. Um, I didn't even know it existed, to be honest. I mean, I knew gay people existed, but I didn't, you know, uh, trans was not uh, a thought. Um, and I met my, I saw few trans guys with back then different kind of binders than we have today, um, kind of right. like corsets almost. And I started questioning. I was like, what? You know, it's like, this exists? Like, this is, this is who I've been this, I'm not weird. <laughs> mm. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, let me back up a little bit with my, my parents, because my okay. home, my, me being raised as a child has somewhat to do with me not realizing a lot of this until later. So, okay. you know, growing up, my parents, until I was around 14, were married. Um, uh, and before that, they married on and off twice and got divorced twice. It was the craziest childhood. And, um, but my dad never judged me. In fact, he called me mm -hmm. the son he never had. For years, uh, he put me in karate because I loved the Ninja Turtles growing up and Saturday mm -hmm. morning cartoons. Yeah. It wasn't Barbie, <laughs> that was for sure. <laughs> so, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he treated me like the son he never had. And because of that, um, I never knew there was a difference in gender. Uh, you know, okay. my best my best friends were boys in karate class. Uh, you know, yeah, I had to wear a shirt under my uniform when I went to class, when they didn't, obviously for, for reasons, but it didn't mm -hmm. bother me. It didn't really justify to me. There wasn't really a, a you know, we did everything together. Right. Um, and uh, it wasn't until I, you know, puberty hit, to be honest. And then, you know, period happened, the whole... Oh, godly, here we are, puberty kind of situation. And really, yeah, we all that had that uncomfortable moment, right? puberty. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what is this? Oh, my God. Um, it wasn't until then that I really knew there was a big difference in then going into middle school. Um, then I started to get the dysphoria, trying to cover my body. Uh, you know, for the beginning of middle school, everybody thought I was a boy with long hair. Um, and I was fine with that, <laughs> you know, like, that's who I was, in my mind, mm -hmm. um, and then the dysphoria started to happen when things, you know, when my body started to develop, I tried to hide baggy pants, I was in a uniform school, which was the worst thing you could do to oh, a kid, yeah, you had to wear a skirt, yeah, there were oh, the days, yeah, and those are the days, and thank God I had a gay guidance counselor, oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> I was blessed, 
Um, those are the days that I just couldn't handle it and I would just cry and she would just let me sit in her office. Um, Cause there was no way to really go around it. That was the rules of the school. But mm -hmm. for her, I, 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 God, I wish I could thank her now. Um, you know, she saved me the few times from really getting into a bad situation or really depressed because I'd be picked on all the time. <clears throat> Just because I was different. I wasn't part of the preppy girls. I didn't fit in with any real group except the science club. I mean, right. hey. <laughs> but um, in, uh, we were just all different in science club anyway, so it was, it was fun club. I miss it. And then, uh, you know, when high school hit, I just kind of ventured into the fact that I thought maybe I'm just LGB. You know, there was no T then. I didn't know it existed. Maybe I just thought I was gay. So I just followed that route, even though I didn't feel like a quote unquote butch lesbian, even though I really liked the masculine feel. So I just kind of hid myself into ROTC uh, and became a leader there. Uh, the mm -hmm. uniform made me feel more masculine all the time, so I had no problem wearing the camouflage and the BDUs. I guess that's why I have such an attachment to it, besides, you know, they, nobody in ROTC ever judged me for being different. Um, right. And that was the feel. We were all mm -hmm. misfits. Uh, mm -hmm. And <clears throat> so all through high school, got a college scholarship playing softball, you know, nothing ever really forced me to be more feminine than I had to be. And uh, until I got out of college and I had to become a Florida substitute teacher. And of course, in that state at the time, being gay, you could get fired. Sorry, uh, so, wait, 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 just for uh, historical context sake, uh, what year are we in uh, when you had to become a teacher or a substitute teacher? 2004. 2004. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Continue. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I know. Don't make me sound old or anything. But um. <laughs> no, no. Just for like, co like context sake, it's like. <laughs> All right, what year period are we well, in? It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy to think that's only 16 years ago, right? Where people are getting fired just for being gay still. Right, and, right. And, and it's ridiculous. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so that, let alone my secret life, double life, that here I am going home and I'm just wearing, you know, basketball shorts and being as tomboyish as possible. You know, I mean, that, that was the edgy part, living my life. Um, that was the edgy because, part. <laughs> Yeah, double, it's a double, it literally was a double mm -hmm. life. Like I'd come home and baggy jeans, hang out with my, I was a caretaker for my dad at the time because he got really sick. Um, mm -hmm. And that was a good job about being a substitute teacher. I could go in and out whenever, make my own schedule. And, uh, but yeah, there would be times I'd be in my baggy clothes and go to the grocery store real quick and the teacher would pop out and I'd be like, oop, gotta go. <laughs> oh, it's you know? like when you see your students in the, like in the shopping mall, you're like, hey, so-and-so. And you're like, but you know what some of those students they they knew uh, and i attracted some of the gay students because they could you, if you're gay the gaydar is real okay and those kids mm -hmm. could read that i was different and uh i mean mind you i worked i was a bodybuilder then uh, i've been a bodybuilding now for 17 years so i was a female bodybuilder then just to get around some of the mask i still needed my masculinity okay right and right. um and, you know, some of the kids loved it. The football team loved that they had a, a buff teacher all the time. So that was the little kick in between there. But Black. I still, yeah. <laughs> they just loved it. They're like, yes, we got a few, bench press us, whatever. It was, a, it was a good kick with the kids. Um, 
but uh, you know, I still gave comfort and I wasn't open about being gay. I mean, I really didn't date anybody then. My dating life was non-existent. There was no life there. Mm-hmm. And um, just because too much to, to handle at the time, taking care of my dad, it wasn't even important. Um, you know, those kids could read it though. They could read my energy and some of them knew. And, it, and it's kind of amazing because after I transitioned to 2010, a lot of them, oh. great job with Facebook. A lot of them found me later. And they're like, oh my God, even people from high school post, you know, past friends from high school or students mm-hmm. that I, I would run across. They're like, God, this is, we can really see the real you now. Like this totally Aww. makes sense. And, you know, uh, none of, I haven't had any bad backdraft from anybody from high school or any of the kids. They, they're like, um, if anything, they're happy. They're happy to see where I am and how far I've gone in life. Um, just the things I've done with the community or outreach and, and mm-hmm. just they, they see that confidence level. I mean, they, they saw a little bit thin, but now they really see it. And uh, they just, it's been a, a really positive light for me. I haven't really come across any real negativeness um, being trans or transitioning with friends or family. Uh, just a few conservatives. <laughs> but that, that's life. And, <laughs> yeah. The, Coming from my small town, there's a few conservatives that, you know, in the gym areas. Yeah, uh, coming yeah. Back. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we know you now. You, we're uncomfortable with you going to the, I was like, I have a beard better than you. Like, you want me to go to the women? <laughs> so they just give you oh, that wow. evil eye. But yeah. <laughs> they give you yeah, that evil ice. eye. Like I'm, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. So, I mean, my gen, my license says male. You can't stop me. <laughs> that was a, mm. Need some ice for that fresh burn on that aftershave. Yeah, I, it was just it was funny at times. It was funny at times. I'm just like, come on, seriously. But I've even corrected my my family still has an issue sometimes. You know, I have a half sister who still you know messes up at times, and I'm just like, it's been so long. Need, now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you need to look at me and really see. They're like, I didn't mean to. I was like, I know. It's just, but we barely see each other. We live across the country, so. It's you know, it's hard, especially to travel like that. Every you can't do it often enough for them to under to really get the feel of how right. much you've really changed. I mean, seeing each other every four to five years is just not going to do it. So mm-hmm. she's got a little decent, you know, a little leeway. <laughs> little, a little leeway. But if if you were to be living with her or see each other regularly, like every week, like Elise does when she travels up and down, um, you would at least expect that they would be um, a little bit more comfortable not comfortable more like they're they at least when they refer to you they do it correctly yeah with your true identity yeah yeah I, I mean she's been there not gonna lie she uh she lives in Alabama and I would do some bodybuilding events in, in Atlanta so she'd always drive over when we'd hang out she, it's not because she wasn't supportive or anything she mm-hmm. actually did her first trans march uh three years back so she was excited about that (laughs) so that was eye-awakening she's like oh wow this is like really intense I've never been in a a pride march before so I was like uh, a little did she know that uh, that little bit uh, got recorded for a documentary and put on Netflix uh, for Janae um, uh, Croc I don't know if you know Janae Croc uh, power lifter professional power lifter that transitioned Mm -hmm. but uh, I was like yeah this is going to be forever. You're on Netflix forever. This whole thing is forever. Get used to it. She's like, how does this even happen? <laughs> oh, man. Speaking about so, pride, though, I actually, 
Okay, this is just me being like my my baby by self. I actually haven't been able to go. Okay, my reasoning. I okay, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're not the only one. I haven't either, and I live in LA, so like I'm I'm completely sitting. There you go. Air high five. Air high five (laughs) on this. Okay, my reasoning is every single because it's in uh. Okay, please don't dox me. That it's in June, right? Um. So, okay, okay, just making sure I got the months right. I mean, it is in June, but, like, it depends on, like, where you are, because, like, Palm Springs is, like, November. So, yeah. Like, oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. At least for San Diego, it's in June. Every single time it's popped up, it's when a heat wave has happened, and I don't do well with heat, so I was just like, I'm not going there to pass out, but I will, like, I check Twitter, Facebook, like everything, and then my <laughs> friends who are there for me who are obviously having a good time who are either uh part of the sector or their allies they're like you know what if you're gonna go to a pub later pour one out for me because i can't be there because i don't want to get heat exhaustion or you know like a heat stroke you know heaven forbid but anyway that's just my answer because i'm just like i need to go at some point well you know with rona happening now it's just like you know yeah i was gonna say this year shouldn't have been bad it was all you know online so yeah yeah, yeah I, it, was, I, it was really good online actually, actually shout out to my friend um <laughs> who is a wonderful drag queen amber st james she performed oh, oh she um, did so yeah um she's one of the bearded queens in san diego um you know oh. that'll show a little representation for the non-binary right, so, right, right. yes 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 <laughs> add her like if she has socials just you know drop her down so you can check yeah, yeah. her out <laughs> um but actually aside from that because you were talking about your your physique right you said you were a bodybuilder at the time and i, I i'm assuming you still are now on yeah, and no, I, yeah no i'm i'm still competitive i've actually got uh an, a transgender uh team on instagram we have our own little chat room oh we're trying to ooh. we're trying to yeah we're, we're all trying to we all want to go to the same show um, and compete together at a cisgender show where mm-hmm. it would be a team of hopefully eight to ten people that compete on the same stage rather than where you see one guy going, you know, feeling a little uncomfortable going to the stage and being alone. Like, I, I feel that takes a lot of a lot of the fun out of a contest because you're so stressed about blending in. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have an entourage you would feel it would be well, not more... even an entourage knowing that you're stepping on stage with two mm-hmm. or three other trans guys rather than just by yourself against a group of cisgendered people mm-hmm. you're like oh i feel more comfortable like i got guys like me on stage i'm not alone i i can do this like the the stress alone will help them perform better um just their body your body's a, when you when you get to that part of a of a contest uh, stress makes you hold so much we all know that uh, yeah. the water excess weight um so to know that you know all of us training together coming in this together showing up together i feel like the stress of that is going to be gone and then allow the full potential of these athletes to be able to show their true self and be up there mm-hmm. at their best peak um which hasn't been done yet so i i we're working on it we're looking for like july i said we'll see you with my enlistment <laughs> But uh, I should be, I should still be able to train and stuff even after the eight weeks. Eight weeks isn't going to really tear me down. I don't mm-hmm. see that being an issue. But um, yeah, that, that's one future goal here just to keep that mindset up. But yeah, I'm still competitive. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, uh, I have a question, if you don't mind. I'm going to insert this in. No, um, 
as we've seen like in the news, like I said, in like the past like two years, like we've seen a lot of, um, we've seen a lot of people who are now transitioning and who want to compete in say like the Olympics. Or right, who want to compete. Point. Yeah, yeah, who want to compete like say like in high school in their track and field. And I know the answer as someone who's a part of the community, but just for people who are listening and so they can kind of like fully understand like you are competing and you are trans. And I know, oof, I'm going to air quote this, people feel that there is an advantage because you are trans. And I want to just like throw that out there and then correct me, you know, if I'm wrong or let me know, like speak on it. Um, Like it's just another way to break y'all down. And I just don't feel like that's okay. But that's just me. And I don't have that personal experience. So am I feeling the right way? Am I being a good ally? Let me know. No. Okay. So when it comes to this, um, the like being a good ally would just be to have that education down and be able to speak when we can't. Um, I try to say that to a lot of people. It's like, well, even if you don't know, then ask like you're doing right now. Right. Um, it's to ask to get the knowledge and, you know, I can understand like right now, Janae Kroc, who's the pro that I was speaking about, who's a pro power lifter, you know, the weightlifting confederates group, actually banned trans from competing um that's an mm-hmm. ongoing situation right now because of what you just talked about okay that's going to be a fight right um there's nothing we can do except keep that fight happening but then when you come to high schools in, in different areas this is the laws are so crazy right now like unfortunately we can't win unless we have that willingness to fight we're gonna have to some people aren't gonna care some states some statutes are just gonna let it fly um but then there's others that you're just gonna have that roadblock i mean i've it's it's ridiculous i i understand their point of view but it's usually just for trans women that have this issue and that's what i hate that it's very biased um because they feel natural testosterone's involved, therefore they're always going to have that, you know, advantage. That quote-unquote edge. Yeah, yeah. right. And a bigger bone, whatever they want to justify. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, that's not the truth. If we put down blood work and medical down on paperwork, you're going to see their testosterone levels are less than probably the women that are naturally competing, you know, natural cisgender women competing. Um. And if you're looking at high school level, uh, most transgendered youth get put on blockers. And when those blockers, blockers. exist, there's no advantage given. They're not- Oh, hormone going... blockers. Yeah. Yeah. Hormone okay, blockers. Okay. Just, just making sure I got that right. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Let hormone me get that correct. Hormone so hormone estrogen, blockers. like estrogen or testosterone, whichever one they're using for their- Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. There, there goes to, I don't know, I believe it's 14 now is the limit that they can use the blockers up to. Um, and then after that, they can be diagnosed hormones. Uh, right. Parents, you know, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, and that's still an ongoing evaluation. With, I mean, it's practice, you know, medical practice. That's mm-hmm. what it is. It's always okay. going to be there. Um, and, but you, when you put that kind of knowledge saying, but you have to, you know, while these kids in high school, they're on hormone blockers. There's no edge. There's no puberty that they're going through to get the bigger bones, to have this or whatever they want to, like I said, whatever they want to put on the edge there. These blockers do that for a reason. And then once they get put on the hormones, so you've got a a trans woman 
a trans girl at the time, uh, who's on the blockers, who goes straight to estrogen. Not once has that testosterone been, uh, from their, you know, uh, biological body ever been able to kick in to give right. them that advantage. So there's no advantage. There's none. This child has no edge over a, a biologically cis teenager. And uh, that's where they, people need to understand. Um, I, I guarantee you half the world doesn't know that these hormone blockers are happening for trans youth. Uh, they just think that they go through this, you know, this, this stage. And it's, a, it's just a lack of knowledge. It really is. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I just, it bothers me. And I try to tell people all the time, it's just a lack of knowledge that the fear grows. When you don't know or understand the truth about something, you're just going to, most people automatically fear it or they yeah. want to be against it. Mm -hmm. um that's human nature for the most part oh i don't know what's in that dark room i'm scared <laughs> yeah fear the, <laughs> like there could fear be just a puppy. <laughs> yeah there's just a puppy in the dark room like oh well uh it's just the lack of knowledge um mm -hmm. you know with the older generation you know argentina the national women's soccer team just had their first trans professional player um so i know about that oh. yeah uh, I don't know her name. It was just posted the other day, but that's that's a big level to show at a national level that mm -hmm. this isn't. There's no advantage. This woman's just gonna play with her team. Uh, you know, at a, like, at a national stage, like yeah, it's a it's what it is. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's nice to see these other countries being able to promote that, and, and it's. Um, you know, I, I hope Janae gets to win this battle. I would love to see women be able, you know, trans women, they able to, there's so many that want to compete, especially at the Olympic level. Like this shouldn't, this shouldn't, uh, you know, if they really have that much of concern, I, I hate to say it's like a discrimination, but if they want blood work, I don't see a problem with it. I'm like, okay, it's nothing I can't get from my doctor from six months ago when I did my hormone blood work. Yeah, yeah. Hey, doc, can I just get a copy? There you go. Done. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they, they steroid test anyways, right? So for, for the Olympic level. So like so what's one more, right? Yeah. Like well, I mean, if you really need that, so be it. But unfortunately, it's the conservative world that we have, and you're just always going to have that, that fight that we're going to have to fight. But as an ally, I would just, I would have that little bit of knowledge, because even that little bit can really throw somebody who doesn't know, be like, oh, you know, I didn't know that. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. especially with trans youth um mm -hmm. i see it all the time so uh, it's a fight i'm gonna keep fighting it we're all gonna keep fighting it so i and that's why i want to exist openly in fact, in fact my name change has never happened my birth name is on all my paperwork just so people can know <laughs> you haven't changed it i won't um that's a little side tip on my trans journey uh I hate to say I have this, I hate to call it that, and a lot of us do, but we have this passing privilege. Um, and uh, Can you explain that to me? Sorry. No, sorry. <laughs> passing privilege. I don't so, know all these terminologies. <laughs> passing privilege, uh, yes, please. For me, uh, you know, it's where my transition, I, I don't have any, I mean, I, I went straight, even before, like, just starting hormones, my build and everything, I, I passed already. Um, Oh, didn't have the facial for... hair. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. for the gender that I am. So, you know, you have a lot of transgender individuals, uh, especially a lot of trans women who try to transition later in life who don't get that complete passing privilege. 
and unfortunately that's the life we we have um it's the ball game not everybody can afford the surgeries uh okay. but that shouldn't stop somebody from being treated the way they should be treated for you know who they represent as themselves mm -hmm. um and you know you can tell off the bat who's trans sometimes and who's not and uh fortunately I have that passing privilege and if I didn't tell people I'd say about 95% wouldn't know that I'm trans. So uh, I yeah. leave my name unchanged. Um, I actually have an example from the other day even though I'm post transition 10 years I went to get my car fixed right <clears throat> and my title <laughs> still has my birth name. Right. So when they went to go do the registration and the smog because gotta love California um, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, yeah. <laughs> oh, California. Yeah. yeah uh, the tech, you know, they got to look at all that. The, the guy, the tech, a very conservative tech, um, you know, looked at me. So how does one get the name Paula Marie? And I'm just like, ooh. Oh, so that's your, oh, okay. Yeah. I said, now I, I can either say that's just the situation or I can explain and educate, right? Right, right, so right. So I looked at him and mm -hmm. I said, well, you're not gonna believe this. You're really not. But I'm trans. He's like, what? <laughs> I was like, I'm transgendered. So not like trying to surprise you or anything, but people like me exist. And he just right. his mind, deer, you know, eyes were like deer in, in headlights. Oh, good. What the math equation mean? Just like yeah, what? yeah. Like, um, but your yeah, name like, is this. But you look like this. <laughs> like he's like. You have such a great mustache. How does somebody get a mustache? Did that take a long time? And I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> and you actually, know, that is, that's actually uh, that's actually one of the questions I had for you. Did it take a long time? <laughs> no, because okay, because like, okay, to be fair, to be fair, I know that hormones do take a while. And that as is. far as yeah, so as far as like growing out facial hair, if your genetics allow for facial to come out thick or patchy, it's like, how long did it take? you know okay so uh, you know what everybody's different right and right right there's some people that can be on hormones for a year and they look like a gorilla and i'm like how i can't even grow a chest hair but i can grow a mustache but i still can't even grow a chest hair how does that even work <laughs> you know because some of those guys want chest hair we just do okay like yeah yeah, okay. yeah. and um but then it's just you know it took me god what before I can get a full like like I think all this action <laughs> yeah like seven and a half years oh dang just Otherwise, keeping it there or is it just like come out in patches at the time yeah ah, okay okay so, yeah. but like I said you've got other people a year and they're a gorilla and I'm like that doesn't I don't <laughs> where's my where's my beard lottery <laughs> yeah. where's my mustache lottery just Give me what I need. <laughs> and there's, ha you know, some of, and it's kind of funny because you have some transgender uh, guys in, and they are all trying to figure out a way. Is it Rogaine? What can I do here? You know, right. can I put Rogaine on my face? I've, I've tried it. I tried it. It did not work, but I did try it. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, some people try crazy things, putting nair on their face to get rid of, you know, whatever unwanted hair. I mean, women, mm -hmm. I think there's a women's sperm to get rid of that mustache, but. Yeah, they're it, lasered. We, you could get lasered yeah. for. Uh, women. Now there's laser. And back then there was Back then, though. <laughs> I, I can imagine, though. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, uh, for me, it was, seven, it was seven and a half years. And yeah, I was like, you know, I want to 
just carry this up. What if I do more testosterone? Oh, but uh, yeah, no, that's that's not uh, yeah. ever a recommendation. Go um, go by what your physician recommends, especially. Yeah, don't ever, yeah. Future warning for any. Please do not think that upping the dose is going to make a difference. It's not. No. It's um, it's a genetical thing. Uh, you can try. I, you know what? There's new products all the time now. What with these UV lights. They've got for yeah. hair loss guys. Now they, it's like a hat with UV lights. You put the hat on all day and it helps your hair. I don't know. There's new stuff every day. And uh, it's just, who knows, technology might come around. They're even implanting beards now in your face, like hair implants. So Yeah, yeah, plugs. Yeah, yeah plugs. Yeah. I, I heard that for hair loss in cisgendered men, um, I'm not sure if that, I don't know, I'm not sure, like, Craig Mirror, I'm not sure if that would work, um, especially <laughs> if someone who's on hormones to get like natural body hair to form up again in yeah. certain areas where they want it so who i mean who knows maybe there, maybe there is yeah. that one uh doctor out there who could actually do that for the transgendered sure. youth or adults now there there is now i've seen guys adults who can't get those patches cleared so they end up going i forgot where i saw it but they went up to get the the patching filled so, oh snap so it is uh, they do exist oh exactly. okay i'm not i'm not doing it though but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not for me <laughs> not for you <laughs> yeah no we're good we're good i'm gonna be shaving most of the time anyways here shortly mm -hmm. so it's pointless <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i didn't mean to like pop into that segue about it but uh so that person uh the the techie who did your smog yeah. check so like what happened after that conversation did he he was, you know, he's like, I've never met a trans. It was just a really eye-awakening thing. Like, you know, the, the mm -hmm. questions he shouldn't be asking were asked. Like, you know, right, that, right. that's a given. Cisgendered male from the non-LGBT community. Um, going to have those questions. But it was nice to, to educate him. And, you know, he's like, how long did it take? Or, you know, wow, how does that work? And, you know, they explain how hormones <laughs> work. And this and that and he's like man he's like you know and then we started obviously working out came up and he's like what do I gotta do and I'm like oh this isn't the first time <laughs> they've been asked these questions but and uh yeah it's just uh, it was real nice to see him not be negative um you know because like mm -hmm. I said fear had he not met a trans person before which obviously <laughs> you're asking these questions <laughs> like how does this name happen uh, you know, uh, to see, oh, wow, you know, you're a really nice, genuine person who's trans, and you're educating me, like, I have a different onlook. With that being said, who knows now with his life, he might come across people who have negative stances, because they don't know, and be, he could be like, you know what, I had a, a transgender client the other day that came in, and boy, did it blow my yeah. mind. Like, there wasn't any difference. I never saw, you know, as a normal guy, like anybody, you know, like, you might be able to change that that scope and look for other people you know like I, I just feel that education is the best key like I could have been completely like you know what I don't want to talk about it and totally blew him off and just been in and out you know mm -hmm. and instead giving that me being and it's not for everybody every trans person like you said they have their their areas that they're comfortable with and with me that's where I stand I'm very open about who I am obviously without the name change you know, I, I do it for a reason, and, and it's for that reason. I know I can hold it, and I'm capable to take the backlash. Been doing it for 10 years. That's what a trampa does. In the uh, <laughs> sorry, that's it. Just sounds so. It just sounds so funny to think of. I was like trampa. 
Oh, jeez. <laughs> but, it, you know, there, there, there's going to be us elders in the community, and that's what we do it for. Uh, I want to be able to, you know, the newer guy, newer youth or newer individuals who come forward aren't going to know how to take that kind of, you know, they're still coming to terms with their own confidence, let alone be able to stop somebody throwing all these questions at them without mm -hmm. asking permission first. So I just, did that, did that take a lot of time? Um, just like for you personally, did it take a lot of uh, personal patience to answer some of these invasive and potentially like rude questions as you were in, in this 10 year journey of yours? Like, did it take a lot of uh, practice to keep, whatever you were feeling inside so you don't write them off like like you like blow blow this person off like for example right did it take a lot of time and patience for yourself or you were just like you said you were just uh pretty open about like, trying to explain yeah what it was so for some people they may never come to terms and they stay stealth uh for their entire transition in life which is fine there's no negative there's no you know uh for me I've always been LGBT like proud. Um, so coming out as trans, maybe at first I was still with a lack of confidence. Um, but at the time I was also in a, a supportive group that we would meet once a week. Mm -hmm. um, and we kind of prepared, the, you know, that group was really nice because, uh, and if any new, you know, individual coming to a, a new transition, I recommend finding a group like this, right? Mm -hmm. um we kind of you know that group had a different uh a you know transition ranges right so we had right right older generation in there with newer generation which was nice because the older generation always supported uh the newer generation to prepare for this kind of stuff um again that's where i learned where i should stand right uh and the, they kind of gave this is what's going to happen or this is you know you can either stay stealth and again they're the ones saying that's okay you don't have to answer questions you can feel comfortable just to let it go and walk away mm -hmm. um, or you can take it up and they acknowledge me and how to handle it and mm -hmm. at first it was a little like you know i was still uncomfortable at the new terms like even just going into the bathroom like oh my god i'm gonna get busted <laughs> you know oh okay that, right mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff took time it did because right. your whole life uh, you know, maybe not for the trans youth today who are coming to terms with it at an earlier age, um, but somebody like me at 26 transitioning right then and there, having 26 years of living a prior a gender life, mm -hmm. you know, going in the men's bathroom was not a normal thing. So I'm constantly looking over my shoulder and I didn't know how to answer questions completely like that without the confidence. So yeah, mm -hmm. I'd, I'd say about two years in, after having my chest surgery, getting back in the gym, working out confidently, uh, feeling my oats, if you will. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, after that, I was just like, you know what, this is who I am. All I'm going to do is educate. You know, at first I would be a little angry, but then I'd realize anger is not going to get me anywhere. But that just comes mm -hmm. with people growing up, right? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you realize, you know, arguing with a parent's not going to get you anywhere. So um yeah that's that's one way to go that's one way to go about it <laughs> you know, they're, they're, it's just how some people are like you can't argue with them so either walk away but if they're willing to listen with an open ear which you can tell off the bat um then educate or just explain and hopefully it'll be a win-win situation if not well you gave your luck and uh, 
know, that's how they're going to be. You can't, can't hit a brick wall, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so, because like, but yeah, I, I, everybody's different though. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that you're very open Everybody. about talking about it, at least, at least for me, because I, I mentioned to Elise before, to any other my guests I've been here, so I don't know much about the the community that I'm in already. So as much as like I get my knowledge from social media and stuff, there's only so much I could learn just from someone uh, that I could probably never meet or through like uh, a TikTok video. <laughs> yeah, like like a TikTok video because it's like it's I don't get to know their personal life and like yes, they may never need to share it. But it's like, how else can I learn too? Like, I, I want some visibility for myself. So I, I would love to talk to somebody so I could learn. So then when I come across a situation where I'm meeting someone who is trans, uh, I don't just mouth off and then get totally <laughs> flamed. I was like, oh, look, this person doesn't know what they're talking about. You know, and the next thing you know, I'm just going to get like, who knows what I could get, like in my DMs, you know, about these things. It's just like, I would love to have an open perspective about it. And then having someone like you who spent a good majority of your life in a your your old gendered life and then now being your true authentic self is actually really it's really great. So my friend was uh, a male for as much as his life, but you were different. So it's good to see two different perspectives. So I was really glad that you came on to share a little bit about it. So I'm just yeah. I'm like fangirling <laughs> also because you you're like also physically fit. You're also yeah. you have aspirations to be in the military. You know, it's just like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> I have a lot. No, I have I a lot of fangirl it. moments. Someone could's gonna like get a compilation of me just fangirling over all my guests uh, who show up. It's like, what? I think the biggest thing is for an ally to understand. Um, you know, we're all a different story. Mm -hmm. and try to get that across as well like every trans person isn't the same uh the experience you know like uh, i hate to say it but even a diverse you know culture uh they're they're not all the same Uh, they don't go through the same lifestyle as anybody else the journey um not trying to like put it out there but you know not it, it's the truth like my partner's black and we talk about this all the time he's like you know i don't experience a lot of things that other black people experience i don't know what it's like to live in the city uh you know mm-hmm. uh, in in that kind of environment because he, he was raised in south carolina so oh. having that kind of childhood as a black child you know not being faced with a lot of racism until later on in life or this you know he doesn't get those experience not everybody has the same journey and I try to explain the same with with us I mean not every gay man has the same journey not every lesbian has the same journey um yeah humans in general uh you know uh we we all have our own way uh, in learning life and and that's just god that's life in general that's the experience of life that's the greatness (laughs) of life you know um so i i just try to get that across to everybody the best thing to do and and i I tell people this is if you see a trans person and they're open about being trans right a friend uh, maybe a friend's friend or a neighbor just ask them first hey you know i want to be an ally i know everybody has a different journey would you mind if I asked you a couple of questions or here or there or reached out to you if I ever needed uh, to help or had a question to educate somebody else down the line? 
Right. Um, I, I'm going to say a good, God, 90% of the time, nobody's going to have an issue. In fact, we'll want to bring you in because we want to be able to spread the knowledge. That's the only way the education gets out. That's, I mean, cisgendered people and allies are going to see each other more than you are an LGBT person to ask these questions. And that's where the knowledge gets exchanged between you and your friends or between somebody else that you meet <clears throat> that might not be LGBT. And allies are our biggest, our biggest help. It, it really is. Um, that's how I feel about it. So just don't, I would say, just don't be afraid to ask. Mm -hmm. the, they'll either say yes or they'll say no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Yeah, because, um, well, I mean, when I when you think about 10 years ago, and then now, um, aside from you going and hope potentially being enlisted soon, within the next uh, year or so, um, what's next? Uh, aside from that? Any um, other future goals? Is your if, if it's wrong to ask this, I'm so sorry. Um, it's the transition, <laughs> like, not say over, but is it at a place where you could feel content? Like, are you so, satisfied? I, as far as all my surgeries and everything go, yes. Um, it depends as I get older, might I get for my health a hysterectomy? Possibly. Uh, that might probably be the last surgery I ever get, but I'm not looking at that being like a transition thing. Mm -hmm. I just know over time, hormones play a part in it. And, uh, the thing and, about trans and other oh, other life conditions. Yeah, I mean, I have other issues, you know, with my body too, like, you know, personal that 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 would help with as well. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I'll be open. I'm not ashamed of it. Uh, good good portion of the female population has HPV, so you know, if right. I can, you know, I'm not planning on having any kids. And rather than you know, my body's a little bit different. I don't have estrogen normally like women do to help heal uh, the uterus. Uh, I'm quite reverse on that. <laughs> so, you know, I'm sorry, I mean, this was totally invasive, but it's just- No, no, no. I'd ask. rather be open about it. I mean, I have to go to a gynecologist, right, for health, because I still have a uterus. So there's mm -hmm. nothing to be ashamed about it. And in fact, I tell trans men all along, if they're listening to this, please, by, if you haven't had a hysterectomy, please, by all means, Go to your gynecologist. Don't be ashamed of it. It could save your life. Uh, I've known many of trans men who hadn't, and they ended up getting cervical cancer. Oh, yeah, I, that's I'd also another thing, too. Yeah, cervical or I'd ovarian rather, cancer. I'd <laughs> rather avoid that, you know? I mean, there's not a lot of, unfortunately, there's not a lot, how do I say that, like medical advancements to understand what long-term testosterone does to a transgendered male or any hormones in the long run to any individual, you know, even with trans women, uh, you know, it, had, I, it could affect the bones, cause, you know, different kind of issue. I, I don't know, I'm not a medical expert. No, but there's of course. Not yeah. Enough, yeah, there's not enough studies done, unfortunately. Yes. So I just say, if you still have these things and you still need to just keep up on it. Um, and for me, uh, later on, I don't need it right now. I hate surgery, don't want it. But maybe late, you know, before I get old and have to go into a nursing home. Um, so that like I'm, farther, you know, hopefully farther yeah. down the line. And no other, no other issues until that point, you know, knock on wood, yeah. heaven forbid, uh, right? That would be my last of it. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and just to make sure that I don't have a long-term effect with the HPV. 
nobody knows that either. That's still an ongoing study with women. They just came out with a vac uh, vaccine, right? Um, <clears throat> for for healthy women before they can, you know, get diagnosed with it. It's such a, a thing. And of course, that's not any disqualification for the military at all. They can't disqualify because, mm -hmm. God, half the military wouldn't be in right now. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, it's just the facts of life and there's nothing to be ashamed about it. You just have mm -hmm. to be aware and deal with it. Um, and I, I, I'm being open about it because trans men get these issues, right? You right. can't be ashamed of it. You shouldn't be. Yes, it's normally a female thing, but even they are finding today cisgendered males are getting HPV. So it's, uh, they actually put a vaccine or they're getting a vaccine out for that for men now. I see it on, <laughs> don't judge me, on the gay, uh, you know, pickup apps, you know, dating apps. <laughs> you know, they're putting it. <laughs> Yeah, we can't, uh, unfortunately, we can't name drop companies, but we, we get the vibes, we know, we know, yeah, we yeah. all know, uh, you well, know, all the disclaimer, yeah. responsibly, no, no, name, responsibly. No, name. no names, but it did blow my mind that they're trying to come normal with it, or make it a normal thing, like you should get, that men should be getting checked up on this kind of stuff too, that it's okay. And that's the only way things get taken care of, right? We have to make sure that these things are come to normal, even just showing that being trans is normal. It's just to make, you know, this isn't, these aren't issues anymore. Um, and it helps prevent stuff, uh, mm -hmm. you know? It really does, it can save lives. Like if anybody, oh, you're, you're transitioning. If we could come to normalization that people, transgender people exist and this is just part of life. Like don't treat them any different. Don't hate people for it. Don't be, you know, against, okay, it's against your religion. If that's how you feel, then just step away. But this is the normal deal. Make it a normal thing. Uh, cool thing, you know, with Target is they're doing pronouns to make that a normal. They're putting pronouns on your name tags. So there we go. Uh, uh, they want, not sponsored by Target. Be, no, no, not sponsored by Target. But to see, sorry, not the. I'm just saying, as a yeah, big yeah, corporate, yeah. it's nice to see. You know, this could spread to other companies to show that it's normal to have pronouns before your email, before your name. Like, what Elliot Page just came out. I've heard, and it's okay. You know, yes. that's such a big deal. Like, I'm so excited for that because just to see the turnaround of changing uh, his name on all of his past work, not even second guessing in articles. It's just straight he, he, he. That just blew my mind because it just means this is becoming a normal thing when it wasn't before. So, mm -hmm. Especially when uh, a celebrity has a lucrative background in film history and then now there's, there's this new development and that's, I'm, I'm, like I, I stalked Elliot Page's Twitter. It's like all these outpour. <laughs> okay, sorry, Elliot Page. <laughs> you know those outpouring like support from other uh, his co-stars and past directors, and you know obviously fans of films. Uh, I know there was some backlash depending on which community they're uh, who was sending yeah, those. Always is. There always yeah, is, yeah. but the majority from what I've seen, you know, if it's like ten tweets to one, you know, flame. <laughs> Like, I would rather see 10 awesome uh, outpouring support for Elliot Page or to anyone who's a big name celebrity and they have a new life development, whichever, whichever life event it is, you know, transitioning or they're, mar they're getting married or they're having, they're yeah. <laughs> like, come on, man, don't, let's, let's not be flamey, but it is, 
the world is what it is and there's gonna be those um well, individuals or groups out there who's gonna disagree which is kind of like come on and, and the thing that gets me is like you know before religion became a big part of society many cultures way back this was normal to have a third gender a spirit yeah the gender mm -hmm. and i try to educate people with that i'm like you know native americans uh in brazil so many tribes had it um they still have it uh taiwan uh, all you know so many different cultures were it's normal it's not even second thought about and then you know now today it's like such <laughs> i'm like no and then to see this like i said for me the biggest thing with this is to how quick of a turnaround uh that for elliot to see all of it change and just the support i'm like wow it's really coming to terms this time like it's not being second guessed yeah you got a few people here and there but it the quickness of it mm -hmm. blew my mind yeah just blew my, i was like yes finally and then you know the cool thing I thought about Elliot Page, I mean, I, need, I would like to do more research, but the way their pronouns, uh, they use they and he. Yes. And so you yes. had both binary and non-binary, which I loved because, all right, I know one of your questions was, what does transgender mean to me? Mm -hmm. And to me, it's a, it's a giant umbrella. Right. There's, you know, it's an umbrella term. And, mm -hmm. you know, I get this question quite often, actually, well, what's non-binary or how does this work? Can mm -hmm. a non-binary be trans? And I said, you have to come to this. Let me explain. It's an umbrella. You know, when mm -hmm. you have this thing and all these terms underneath, all these pronouns, all these people. So just because somebody doesn't have surgery, but they come out as transgender, that doesn't mean they're not trans. Mm -hmm. They're just under this umbrella within their transition of where they're comfortable. Um, they're still trans. If mm -hmm. they come out as non-binary, they're still under this umbrella of trans. Trans is just somebody who's not comfortable in the body they were born with or the identity that they were, you know, that matches their body or that, you know, that's mm -hmm. how I feel. So being trans is how you transition to what you feel comfortable representing as who you are okay mm -hmm. okay I, to me that that's really is i know non-binary that you know were they're born cisgendered female but mm -hmm. they go by non-binary but still have a, both attributes they're still trans they don't have to fit he or she mm -hmm. uh, they're just that's who they feel inside and they're happy because now they get to represent that inside to their outside which is I like to say they're a unicorn, right? I mean, a unicorn's Aww. pink, blue. <laughs> they're happy. They're sparkly. It doesn't matter. We don't know if a unicorn's female or male. But the truth it's, is, when you see a unicorn, it's just a beautiful image, right? Because it's, it's just representing this this animal, this creature of happiness. And, and it's just, I like to call everybody a unicorn, but that's just me. Um, <laughs> you know that should because, be the title for this episode meeting unicorns <laughs> <laughs> honestly wait, like wait, wait. that's like what the the uh, uh the, the little page um i'm sorry from like the gsa gender sexuality alliance like mm -hmm. usually like in the clubs like that's the, the page we give when we're explaining to people it's the gender unicorn the comments, yeah um and so yeah. you'll out and you're like so you can understand like you know there is a spectrum of like how you feel 
but you're looking at a unicorn and of course it's animated because we love that um (laughs) and and like but like there's because people have such a fascination with people's you know genitalia and i don't understand why but like it's not there for a reason yeah for a reason and so it's, it's a really great tool and it's a really great explanation for people to understand um, especially um, you know for um, cishet people to understand sorry cisgender heterosexual people, mm-hmm. um, to understand a little bit of us and a little bit of how we do things so that's my yeah point. I will definitely add that um, because I've been meaning to add some links of like how can if you want more information that you that our viewers may not already have received from the two episodes that will be on our um, trans guests here, Frankie for one and Paolo for another. Um, I will be sure to add them in the hyperlink. So if I forget, someone send me a DM to future Jan in the future, like, oh, right, you forgot <laughs> to add some of these fundamental links that should be put on. It's actually, now that I bring it up, is there any other links or websites that you think that our viewers could check in case they want more aside from like the gsa or um i i, I don't know um no, so I, GSA, I do. the trevor project and stuff yeah like that. i was gonna i was gonna mention the trevor project because that's the one that i used when i was trying to figure out more about myself or more about my my friends and then obviously um for anyone who's going through harder issues or they need someone to talk to you that's the that's the website that i used at the time the Trevor Project. So, if you if you uh, don't mind, I'd like to add in. I actually work with a nonprofit here. It's all free. There's no charge. Right. We all, we work through donations mm-hmm. and you know uh, scholarships and and grants. That's mm-hmm. how we work it. We we work deeply hard on this all all, all through our um, volunteer work. But we have a group called Trans Family Support Services, and it's directed towards trans youth and families across. We're nationwide. And um, no charge, and it's to help with questions like how do parents deal with you know their kid coming out? Like you know, a lot of a lot of people don't understand when somebody transitions, so do the people around them. Right. The the family changes, the dynamic changes. Every everybody close also has to go through their own transition. You know, my sister, like I was explaining earlier, she's still going through hers. fine you have to Mm -hmm. take what you need but so this organization helps parents with their personal transition on how to correctly deal with their trans child what insurance policies do they need who do they reach out to for doctors Mm -hmm. Uh, hormone any kind of question that they have even with health insurance we don't charge it we don't charge anything for it we just want to know who you work through and then we're going to deep dive and how to get the correct insurance you need and this isn't just for kids. Um, we also help lost, you know, people who need help that are adults with their beginning of their transition. So don't right. feel like, you know, we're just limited. It's mostly we deal because we educate schools across the country, uh, businesses and companies. Um, uh, right now, a lot of it's online, which is nice because uh, yeah. we can get so much more. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, the schools alone, we just had a board member telling uh, she actually works at one of the schools in uh one of our board members and she said that oh thank you thank you for the link (laughs) (laughs) yay um uh she said that a kid came to class a little boy wearing a dress oh and you know it blew her mind nobody made fun but she would look at him and she said you know 
wow, that's such a beautiful dress. The kid was ecstatic that somebody would even notice, you know, and because she knew the board and everything, she just went ahead and went to the guidance counselor, the principal, let them know so this kid wouldn't get bullied, you know, like, uh, or to help the next teacher that the class, you know, had next, how to deal with the situation. Uh, You know, uh, in case the kid did get bullied, what were the proper steps to take? How can they get out of the situation? And the cool thing was the principal said, you know what? I got the knowledge from the Trans Family Service uh, organization. They gave the the teaching. He's like, I know exactly what to do. And because of that education, uh, you know, they were quick to adapt for this kid so he can feel secure, not get bullied and, and be who, you know, be themselves. Like kids are just, God, they're amazing. Uh, the mind, you know, when you don't learn hate, the purity that I see in them sometimes, even here at work, I, I see these kids in the carts and uh, I'm just like, God, I wish humanity could just go back to that, you know, that carefree and just yeah. love everybody. And, and, you know, I remember one kid came up through a coworker that came to, to work one day. This was a while back to like the beginning of my transition. And the kid's like, Mom, there's something different about Paolo. And the kid's like, oh, the kid's in fun. there. <laughs> in there. And he's like, yeah, no, there's something different. Like, I can tell. Like, he, he's special. And then the mom was like, okay, I'm going to educate. Paolo's trans. Oh, that's really, what? And he didn't know what that meant yet, but she was like, yeah, he was born a different, a, a girl before. And, and she explained it really well. And she's like, I knew he was special. And it was just the most amazing oh. thing that I ever, you know, and it's just that kind of heart. stuff. And kids shouldn't, you know, just for wanting to be themselves. They shouldn't get stopped from that. So I like this organization and what they do. Um, so if anybody has questions, again, they can reach out. It's not... It's not just for that. We answer all kinds of questions. We're a large board for that reason. I'm on the board. So we all get uh, our different emails are on there. And the cool thing is, is if we get a question that is more like trans directed, they'll send it to me or they'll send it to one of the trans members on the board because we've got cisgendered uh, leaders. Kathy, Mm -hmm. who's uh, president, she's cisgender, but has a trans child. Um, But Ah, also also has a gay child too, uh, a lesbian daughter. So the cool thing is like, we're all have our different avenues. So it's not just trans situations. Anybody can feel comfortable coming to the organization. We just want people to be on the right direction and help. I mean, that's what it is. Uh, we're gratefully, we're one of those communities that don't have to work off money, except for the grants and, and volunteer and the, you know, the free donations that we get. Um, it's hard work, but it's worth it in the end. I mean, we save lives on a daily for these kids. And uh, we've had homeless kids go homeless and they didn't know any other way. And a friend reached out, you know, and we've got them a temporary home. Legal battles, you know, we help get the legal battles taken care of so they can be in a home where they weren't going to get, I hate to say it, but, you know, abused. Um, right. We've seen that before, you know, and we're like, no, this kid's safety is a concern. You know, so it's yeah. Feel free to ask any questions to that site. Is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. No matter which way around, we're here to save lives, uh, down to the point. You know, and educate. That that's the biggest part. 
so many so much information so many good things to add to the bottom of these uh, like alongside um uh alongside fulfilling destiny because we would we love to support our all of our allies and then especially our community members who are lgbtq plus and are yeah pretty much it so like that's that's my soapbox for it. <laughs> um, since we are, since we are coming around like the hour-ish, thirty-minute mark, um, I wanted to ask the two of you uh, any last closing thoughts about uh, what we talked about today, or um, anything else that suits your fancy for these next fifteen-ish minutes. I've been speaking a lot. You go, Elise. You go, Elise. <laughs> we wanted to, we wanted to talk about you, but anyways, yeah, we go first. <laughs> Um, well, first I want to say happy um, Pansexual Day. Um, yeah. so hey! Out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it today? Um, the pink. It is today. It is Let's today. Let's go. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, uh, yes, the, the pink, yellow, and blue flag wave them high. Um, yes. Um, and then I learned a lot um, from today. I have I have trans friends and trans family members, but their their lives are, are a little bit different. Mm -hmm. the way they express themselves and it's always great to hear more information and more stories and um and ways that we can be a better ally um because i want to be as supportive as possible and i feel like a mama bear as someone who, who is so <laughs> just like i want to love you and i want to protect you and i want to fight for you because Absolutely. it's important um and that's like one of the things that elliot page said like when he came out was talking about like you know the abuse and everything um and the murders that happened for black trans people and so you know i want to make sure that i am being there the best that i can um so if i have to be the pronoun police i will be the pronoun police because i do it in my family and i have no shame in my game for doing it <laughs> no, honestly be unabashed about it no shame at all <laughs> like with, no. yeah yeah, like crack that whip on it if that's what it takes. Yeah, they're like da 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 da. I'm like, oh yeah, he is doing well, and they're like, no, nope, he is doing great. There yeah. you go. <laughs> you know, they're... I I they they roll their eyes at me, but you know what? I don't care because that little argument they may not be there, but just to reaffirm who they are is like it helps it helps me, and I know it helps them. They may never know, but they'll feel it, it in the force. <laughs> don't feel it in the force like i'm pretty sure that someone else is like have good vibes today it's because someone reaffirmed their existence somewhere out there somewhere out there their uh their existence is feeling reaffirmed no matter what they identify as <laughs> but yeah be that person Elise. be that person <laughs> that, that is my soapbox i'm off of it now <laughs> rainbow vibes that's all i see it's like i see these <laughs> coming out um, rainbows, rainbows and unicorns a rainbow lightsaber <laughs> if there's a rainbow lightsaber sign me on i need more i need more color than just grays and blacks and the occasional pinks but you know that's how it give is it time give it time mandalorian's <laughs> doing a good job still haven't watched it i'm gonna no. I'll come around. I'll come around. Just hold on. I gotta rewatch the Star Wars bits all over again. But you know, I'll get there. I'll get there. Um, no. What about what about you, Paulo? Any uh, last so boxes no. and the ones that you've already shared about your journey, um, your new life, or your new chapter that awaits you while you wait uh, wait to be enlisted? You know, um, honestly, I'm just trying to. My whole life, I knew I was, you know, different. 
-hmm. and living you know when i finally transitioned it was a whole this whole cloud came out from over me it was it's been lifted right so with that and the confidence that I've been given, I've known all my life that I've been meant for something more. It's just in me. I know it. Um, and it's not just because I'm different. I, I just, I, I feel there's more people that I need to help and support. And it's, it's if, whether it's my community, um, the kids, uh, God live, I live for the kids. Um, only because I know what it was like to suffer as a kid. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the bullying, being different. Uh, when you grow up like that, you, you just don't want the other kids to deal with that. You don't. No. Because it changed me so much um, in a way that, uh, you know, I held so much back all through so much of my life. And uh, <clears throat> the best thing that I, you know, I just want to be there for everybody. Um, and not just for like, you know, Elise and use, uh, you know, the cisgendered allies and everybody that exists, we're all in this together. Uh, yeah. I don't want to be mad at anybody. I don't want to be angry at anybody. Um, mm -hmm. there's no reason to be that way in this life. You know, it's like holding hot coals. You end up burning yourself in the end. Yeah. <clears throat> so the best thing with allyship, and that's why I'm so open about how I talk about my life or my journey. Um, like I said, if somebody's open with you about being trans, just ask them a quick question if they're being will willing to help you learn some more. That's the mm -hmm. best way to learn is one-on-one -on -one with somebody. You can read 100 books, go to 100 pages, but personal experiences is where you're really going to get it, okay? Because uh, we're all different. One story is different than another. And who knows? That person might have a better way of dealing with a certain situation than I could come up with. Um, and with that being said, once that knowledge, you've gained that knowledge, I say be there when we're not there. Uh, speak for us when we can't speak, just like Elisa's saying. Uh, say our pronouns correctly when somebody else is saying it wrong. Um, normalize the situation and eventually we'll it's not going to be existent anymore. Uh, you know, that's the way I see it. We just have to keep pushing it. Um, and it's, it's when we're spoken for when it's silent. And uh, that's where it's appreciated. So, again, I'm here uh, any way possible. People can reach out through me. Um, I look up my name on my social medias, uh, Facebook and Instagram. That's all I got. Um, <laughs> But, I'll be sure uh, to add so, you after. <laughs> that's all I got. Sorry, guys. There's no other special pages. And, uh, <clears throat> and be able to, you know, ask questions. I'm not afraid. Um, I'd rather somebody know I exist and be able to ask me the worst question they think is possible because they don't know any other way to answer or, what, you know, ask it. And I'll be able to, to educate you. Like, next time, ask it in this sense and in this way to somebody. Mm -hmm. And don't stop asking. Uh, don't. Just because you talk to one, again, once you talk, because you talk to one trans person, speak to as many as you can. All the stories eventually add up to make, you know, a, a, an encyclopedia, I guess you can say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you, growing up, we didn't talk to just one elder person or one grandpa. We had like two grandpas and we had two grandmas. I mean, you just ask questions to different people. Mm -hmm. Learn from multiple people. And even the kids. Don't be afraid to ask the kids. I know they're young, but God, I learned so much from kids. It, it's amazing. Um, there are don't... hidden gems in the world, honestly. 
I just, I'm like, you know what? They, they think of things that I would have never thought of in a, in a, because my mind as an adult's been closed off. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, you know, I never thought of that. Jeez, I need to talk to more six-year-olds or something, you know? <laughs> um, and uh, just see, I just go to meetings. Gotta, if you can go to prides, if you can't go to prides, if you got something online, I'm just, no, I'm just saying, if you can't, no, 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 yeah, yeah. against the rules. It's not. not. Yeah. If you can go, if there's with the new age that we have, if a Zoom Mm -hmm. call can happen where we can meet, because there's a lot of people who can't walk or go out, you know, they've Mm -hmm. got uh, other reasons. Join them and listen in uh, or speak. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's nothing wrong with speaking either. Um, I always love to hear allies talk. I always like to hear what you guys go through because then I can help come up with ways to help you. like I, like I said, we're in this together. It's not one way, one-sided. So, well, I, I really got, I mean, I love you all for just listening. So thanks for even inviting me. No, it's a, I, it's a, it's a big deal. I thank you for being vulnerable or like, or whatever you were able to show openly to us. Cause I know like before we actually started this, before I like clapped my hands, like I was asking these questions, just making sure that I got at least, uh, not like everything right, but I want to make sure I was doing this respectfully because like you said, I've, the only way that the encyclopedia of knowledge that you get is through having conversations with people. Like I've only, am personally close to one trans friend. Now I have another person that I could refer to like in my conversations with future people that I meet who might be transitioning or are already happy in their true authentic self. It's like, oh, well, these two individuals have taught me whatever they were able to fill me with now it's like okay now maybe I'll learn something more so I think that's I hope our viewers also could learn something else new especially from someone who's been in this process later in life and is now in 10 years of having this journey and is now happy or um to the <laughs> happy now at least in before back then so it's it's eye-opening for me, especially since I have, like, I, 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 at least I try to be very honest with every episode. It's like, whatever knowledge I don't know, I try to make that as clear as possible. And then by an episode, it's like, here's what I've learned. And I hope our viewers could take away from that, too, because this podcast is not just to educate out there. It's also to educate me to be a better host and to be more respectful to our future guests as they come in, no matter where they're from and or who they are. So I thank you for, for uh, shedding your life um in a in a summary because i don't know everything but you know for whatever you were able to share in the topic of today i I really do appreciate you taking the time out of your day to sit with us and talk about it and um for (laughs) it's just and actually you are a you are our second uh guest who is male so that's actually pretty cool that's something to celebrate also um and uh both of these individuals are both trans, trans males. So it's exciting. Did I say that right? Or should yeah, I say? No, trans, trans men, trans males, uh, transgendered men. It doesn't, uh, it's all the, <laughs> I don't have an issue with it. Uh, if there's non-binary individual, <laughs> mm-hmm. that might be a different story. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, as far as me, I am a trans man binary. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't have an issue with Okay, just make sure. Just future references. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're non-binary or something. That might be, that's a different story. We actually had this conversation. That's just to bring up a real quote, but uh, mm-hmm. because we were talking about you guys, 
uh, the group was always constantly saying you guys on Zoom and we're a trans, you know, a, a trans board <laughs> or, a, or a trans family support board. Right. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. On Zoom. Well, this could be a blooper for it. Uh, it wait, if Paula comes back, I hope. Is it? Oh, sh ah. Well, while we wait for him to come back, so I, I believe the Zoom call is open for him uh, to come back. Uh, normally, what I do say now is gals, pals, and lads. Uh, because, you know, not everyone identifies in, in certain, like, gender norms or gender categories. So, mm -hmm. since I do other things on the side, um, especially since I have another audience who's not just um, fulfilling Destiny viewers, uh, I try to end things now with saying, gals, pals, and lads. Because wherever you fall, there's somewhere there for you without making it sound too, uh, too dichotomous. Like, male, yeah. female, stuff like that. So, yeah, I try to... Yeah try to do that now but i hope he comes back because i need to i need to take a picture <laughs> i do need to take a picture i'm sure yes. um i also um the one that i use um use distinguished guest you know guest. a little feel a little fancy oh. but also my my family is from the south so we say y'all um y'all it's you all you know y'all because there is no there is no gender to y'all it's just Y'all, you all, uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm really trying to get a crackdown on saying, you guys. I know it slips every now and again. Uh, it's just, it's, man, like, it's like, tra it's like training, uh, training a dog. You know, a new trick. Like, try not to say that as often. Should we actually call him? <laughs> there he is. Yeah. There he is. He's back. He's back. <laughs> oh my gosh. Is he back? There he is. Okay, now yeah. we just gotta wait for his audio and his video so I can officially close out this episode and I can get a picture. There you are! You're back! <laughs> oh, you're mute. You're muted. You're muted. Muted. Sorry, Zoom kicked me out. I don't know why, but, uh... <laughs> hey, this is, this is supposed to be premium. I have no limit until I end it, so... <laughs> but yeah, I was just Sorry, explaining... I'm back. Sorry! <laughs> no, 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 it's okay, because I want to get... I do this for every episode. I want to get a picture with everybody so I could put them all on my socials, like, yo, follow these people. Um, but yeah, I, I was saying before you uh, hung up or Zoom kicked you off because Zoom is... It's whatever. It, it's, it's Zoom, it's Zoom, it's Zoom. Um, but, you know, how we greet each other. Like you said, you were uh, referencing saying you guys, right? So I was telling Elise, and now I'm telling you, Paula, that I try to use these. I don't know if it's okay, but this is the one that I use, gals, pals, and lads, um, for my other social media accounts. So if people who are more comfortable fitting in any of those bits, then there it is. Elise uses, what did you say again? Distinguished guest? I use, I use y'all because my family's from, from Arkansas. So we use y'all. No. From Florida. As like, as like, uh, as the South is so, you know, it's right. I love my family, but they, they're, they're great. You know, they're, they're great. Hear the tone of my voice. Um, but like, as like non-inclusive as they are, they use a word that is so inclusive. And I just, it blows my mind. But I use y'all. And I, yep. I hate it. I have, I have a dislike for people like, but you guys and like saying dudes is like, is like, you're doing I'm like, no, it's not. It's not. Just say y'all. Yeah. You all. all is, you all. Or just say them all. Let people feel fancy, you know? 
come in. I think yalled. <laughs> you got yalled today. Yalled. You got yalled. <laughs> slap it in like the slap it in just real quick, like the heavenly spirit. Like there it is. <laughs> but I mean, since you're back, and I know you just came back for it to end. Um, but don't leave just quite yet. But we're gonna go ahead and close. <laughs> close out the episode so for everybody who is listening who will eventually listen to this we recorded this december i can't read my eyes hurt so bad december 9 2020 and this is expected to come out as if my schedule is as good as it is um it will be coming out on december 18th this will be our 10th episode so this will be we made it 10 episodes we're almost at the end of the year we're almost there. We're almost there to the end of the year. And uh, I expect more uh, people to come on. And then I know, at least, I'll have an episode with you soon to talk about the many mentor products that we have. And then, Paolo, if you have some time later on, I would love to reach out to you again to see if you're uh, comfortable to coming back for another episode to let us uh, know anything new. Anytime. Anytime. You got my information now. Hey. So. Now, like, just be worth for spam texting. Just let it know. <laughs> all right, everybody. So thank you all for watching. And then uh, I will see you soon. So in three, two, one, smack. <laughs>